Friends of Friends Podcast. Hi, I'm Justin. Hi, I'm Peter. We're Litter of Kings, and this is the Litter of Kings and Friends Podcast, the show that brings you the lowdown on the Colchester scene and our event, Litter of Kings and Friends. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about three bands we've seen and performed with. Well, no, we've seen we've we've seen we've, we've seen all of them. We've performed with one of them. We talk about three bands, <laughs> <laughs> their studio offerings, and even catch up with them for a bit of Q and A. Can well, I just two of them? Well, we have actually performed with all of them. Actually, we have. Actually, we have performed with all of them <laughs> over the years. Yeah, 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 we have. How much are you prepared to put up with? Blid it the most out. No, that's not good enough. Burp, burp. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we went to Coda recently and we saw a couple of bands. Who did we see, Peter? Uh, we saw Dan Turner and Elephant Jane and Crooked Estate. We thought it might be an idea to um, actually get some interviews. Now, this is a new thing for us. Um, so, I bought myself a little microphone, which I can plug into my phone, and uh, you can grab an interview with them whenever you want to. We went out onto the street and spoke to Crooked State and Elephant Jane. Both bands have released albums this year. Yes. Um, Crooked State... Um, In June this year. An yeah. album called MK Ultra. Yes. Which uh, you're explaining to me, because I know so little about the subject, um, that MK Ultra is a reference to... A very strong medicinal cannabis. And MK Ultra to me, sounded like... Uh, it sounded like some sort of martial arts thing or maybe some foreign gang or something. I, I thought I um, what it, it was, was. Um, Milton Keynes hockey team. Yeah, the, M- the MK Ultras. <laughs> they are a dangerous bunch. They are dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. Put them near a puck, you're asking for trouble. And uh, we, you spoke to Jess. I spoke to Jessica outside, She's a the pretty drummer. fierce drummer. Pretty fierce drummer. And uh, Cricket State and State, in case you don't know them, are a duo, which is uh, Charlie on bass and Jessica on drums. So you talked to them a little bit about uh, how they got through lockdown. Were you working during lockdown on songs, music? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I was playing drums every day. Yeah. And basically, like, Charlie would come round, he would come and jam, and we'd have a nice little time. We'd get a bit too drunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, we get... A bit too drunk. Yeah, a bit too drunk. (laughs) And a bit naughty. But, but it was time well spent. Yeah, definitely, 100%, 100%, yeah. Well, I think that's the thing with bands, isn't it? They get together yeah. into a room, and that was kind of yeah. hard to do. But yeah. you did it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's, like, no worry with Chummy and I. We've been friends for so long that it just, it was just, like, us hanging out in our own space, you know? Well, that's really good. And and it was, like, it was like COVID was meant to happen. It was, like, some sort of thing oh, to right, bring us okay. all together again. That's interesting, yeah, so yeah. some sort of realisation that actually everything was moving too fast and we didn't have the time to even do anything yes. so like by the time it, um, they said on the news like well that's it but studios are still open mm-hmm. and we're allowed because we're on Spotify and um, yeah. we're actually registered as like a, a, an established artist so um, the government were like yeah sure you can do that yeah, you know yeah. it doesn't matter you can go there as long as you um, take the precautions yeah. we had to like wash our hands and to wear the mask and everything like Wear the mask um, while drumming? Yeah, I did have to, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, the, the way we got through it was lots of coffee. Lots of coffee? Yeah, lots of coffee every day. Wow. We asked Jessica about the local music scene in Colchester. She was very positive about it, actually. 
She was very positive. She was. How do you feel about Colchester live music? Oh, it's building. It's building. Yeah, it's massively building, yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, we had Frank Turner, massive artist, huge artist, global artist, at Coda. Um, so, he's brought a lot of footfall to the scene. Pet Needs, they've been making a massive scene. Uh, the Mefs. They went well, to yeah. like Copenhagen the other day, and they, yeah. yeah, they're sick. So would you say Colchester has a burgeoning scene, oh, like yeah, bursting sure, into London? Sure, yeah, 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 it's becoming London. Mm. And it's almost wow. like all the artists who are from London are actually moving here now. We picked out one of their tracks, or um, which was... Octopus Screams. Now, Octopus Screams is the final, the closing track on MK Ultra. It's a six-minute song, which I have to say is pretty brave for a duo. You know, you've got... If you think about a bass and drums together, that's that's usually the supportive part of a sound, isn't it? You've got bass and drums, which sort of holds everything together, gives everything else context, guitar, piano, whatever it is, keyboards. But actually to do a six minute track is uh, it's pretty adventurous. And half of it is instrumental. I actually looked, I was, I was playing it and I thought actually after three minutes, it actually stops, they stop singing. Charlie stops singing and uh, you get half a minute of just basically grooving out. But it's a brilliant way to end the album because it, it's pretty full on. And then they sort of end with this sort of jam, basically, at the end with sort of samples.
There's a lot of sound that comes from two people. What I yeah. found really interesting and actually sort of fell in love with a little bit was the drums at the start. Did yeah, you notice yeah, yeah. had the sound yeah. of those toms? Yeah. Very they well They had recorded. a real yeah. nice sort of ring on them. The sound of them was like a real mm. boom. Like yeah, a, yeah. Like a, I was just really sort of throbbed with the, the, the music. I thought and, it was really nice. Yeah, and when we spoke to Jessica about it, actually, she um, she did point out that there was there are problems recording drums. You know, that, that actually, it sounds like drums you would never have a problem recording. They're the biggest problem to record. And it's to do with the movement of things. Things move, especially pedals. Yeah, squeaky pedals, squeaky stools. I think um, Octopus Screams, I'm not quite sure what the title alludes to, but it's definitely about LSD. You know, the legalisation of drugs. 
the chorus is actually acid skies fade every now and then. And there was some link just put up about one of the moons of Jupiter? Jupiter, I think. It's got a lot of moons. What's, 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 what, give me some Ganymede? No, it wasn't Io. Ganymede. No. Give me some other Jupiter moon names. <laughs> this <laughs> your start of the day. Christ, why haven't it I done was, my homework? Why haven't you done your homework? On Jupiter. It was about voices being recorded on this moon of Jupiter. Oh. So I didn't know if that was something. Sounds like the it. kind of thing that they might do. Yes. Yeah. Particularly I mean, the way sometimes they write their music. I that's exactly that. what I was going to say. <laughs> the, Maybe uh, they read that story and then, then got mm. a bit excited and, and wrote the tune. I'm not sure. They have a very sort of, well, what she described as a Zen pro uh, approach to the, the writing of their music. And actually, lyrics always come first, uh, which is not the same for every band. But um, yeah, they, they write their lyrics first, which I sort of questioned because it sounded like really the riffs would come first with them because you they are very so, hip, yeah. riff heavy. How does it work when you write songs together? Uh, so basically we go into a really nice peaceful atmosphere, we'll kind of, uh, you know, the psychedelic sort of approach, mm -hmm. we'll have a lot of uh, adjustments, yeah. Yeah, 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 we have like hippie rugs, we've got like all that kind of like right. incense burning and we just get down and we've got like our piece of paper and we've got a sharpie and we'll just start writing some stuff down and then we'll work on some chords right. and we'll just build it from there and then when we get to the studio we just start to like formulate everything. Right. So it's very organic? Yeah, it's well organic. Yeah. Don't tend to ha do you tend to have one of you who leads the way or is it a I, very I, communal? I would personally say that Charlie leads the way. So Charlie would lead with the lyrical content, he would lead with like the structure. I'll just come in and I'll I'll put the harmonies, I'll put the, the drums and then I'll say maybe it needs this, maybe it needs that. I've got a very kind of like muse approach to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find, is it because you're a drummer, do you find you're less involved in the melody side of things? Yeah, is, definitely, yeah, okay. definitely, yeah. yeah. There's only a certain amount of tones that come from the drum and what comes from Charlie is a range of everything. So like right. when it when it comes to writing, it's like, I just kind of sit back and I'm like, well, Chumney, you know, you've got all the inspiration and he goes and listens to like bands like, the Fontaines and like DC Fontaines yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and just like really really cool bands that you, yeah. you you would hear on the Radio 1 and stuff like that I would never listen to them I'm like more into my like rock music and like all that stuff sort of trad rock like yeah. old rock yeah, yeah 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 but Charlie just comes in with that and I'm like wow I never heard that like and then that's what just makes it just takes our sound and just goes woo right so you've got a sort of old and new influences yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic yeah. um plans for the future have you got any plans you can tell us about for the future so we've got lots of plans for the future and um, we're going to be due to headlining um, some shows and also we're going to be supporting some pretty big acts all right i can't really like say anything at the moment and you really have to see them live if you haven't seen them live you need to see them live because that's where it sort of comes alive you wouldn't know they're a two-piece in the studio necessarily. No, it's like a performance piece, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, you would, yeah, like... I think you would. You would definitely listen to it and think there was more people. In yeah, the I'm not even sure how, how they they do it. To be honest, I don't know. I, don't I think know. we. Yeah, I think we need to get um, the bass player in and question him. Yes. <laughs> Question. Put that bass down and answer some questions. Let's show us your pedal board. I suppose we can't really um, talk about Crooked State without sort of talking about that general 
drum and bass thing which is you know obviously Royal Blood was a kind of the biggest band to make that weren't they you know they mm. played Glastonbury you've got also other local bands there's another local band um, Charcoal in Colchester who are also drum and bass it sort of seems to have taken off a bit yeah, well, there's two the ways of, kind of stuff, doing right? it isn't there there's either the uh, you have a drum drummer and a bass player who mm. uses an octave uh, yes. and has a higher octave put in, which you yeah. then put through a guitar amp and put the guitar effects right, on it. Yeah. Or you do the other way around, where you have a drummer and a and guitar guitarist. player, like Ghosts of Men. Yeah, and all the other and bands are like, yeah. Yeah, and then you put an octave in to put a lower octave in to cover the bass. Yes. End. See, so, for me, the, natural, the sound of the bass seems more natural. It's a hard compromise, isn't it? Because with the bass, what you've got is you've got that solid foundation for singing. Guitar, when you have a guitar drum duo like the White Stripes, I always felt like you're just, you've just lost that bottom end and it felt squeaky and tinny and never quite sort of, you know. I mean, I've experienced with that in the past as well and I think it's, it's hard to do well. I think the bass maybe works better on that. It just, you know, and Charlie's voice is fairly high, actually. I mean, he does fill up those upper yeah. registers quite well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't got a... A, a, uh, <laughs> a low voice. A low voice. <laughs> or, or even... Well, you know, because I've got a high voice, but mm. actually, uh, when we recorded, the guy said, actually, mm. you've actually got a lot of bass in your voice. Right. So it's not the note you're singing, it's the... Some sort of... Like, the, the frequencies that are coming out when you sing it. Reverberation, good. man. Yeah, the, the, the timbre of your voice, maybe. Is that the right word? Le timbre. <laughs> Le timbre. Tell me about... Tell, I, me, tell me about your... I love your timbre. I went to see a band the other day. <laughs> oh, yes. What would they like? Tell me about the timbre. I want to hear all about your timbre. <laughs> Does it sound like a real octopus screaming? That's what we, we need to know. It's a really interesting title. I'd like to know. I'm sure Jessica would, you know, get in touch with us. Tell us, why is it called Octopus Screams? I can kind of see with the other tracks, but with this one, I wasn't quite sure what it meant. Am I missing a reference? Some of the other tracks are quite political. I mean, the album starts really with three very political moments. The first track is Body Rights. Second track is about Antifa thugs which isn't that easy to say. And uh, Vegan's Crown is the third track. So it's, it's fairly political, the opening of the album, actually. I think they are quite political as a band. Crooked State are available to listen to on Spotify. So on the same bill as Crooked State were Elephant Jane, who we have played with, have we played with a couple of times? A couple of times, we, we know them fairly well. And they're a three-piece, of course, like us. Yes, yes, we talk about doing a the power of free gig one day where we would um, have three three-piece bands on. Elephant Jane are onto it. I think there will be a power of three. And we're going to wear like lycra and go like this. For the benefit of people at home, Peter is holding up the number three on his torso. So, yeah. so Elephant Jane yep. are a Colchester-based band. Yep, uh, playing, well, what, what Paul, the lead singer, sort of refers to as a kind of 90s rock sound. Yeah, you can definitely see the 90s influences mm. in there. You can see the sort of layers of guitar. It reminded me a bit of um, Smashing Pumpkins, actually. That right. Sort of, like, kind of yeah, like yeah. those layers of guitar. Yeah. Um, but also um, just some of the sort of more... I guess like they're like a British like Weezer or something like that maybe mm. or I don't yeah. I don't know. Weezer aren't British. No, that's what but I mean. Yeah, like British a, version. A British version of Weezer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Edit, edit, edit. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, you're right with that. What 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 Paul the singer brings to it is that 
his when his speaking voice very much comes across in his singing. I mean, he's had no pretensions about putting on a voice. I mean, you really no. hear him come across when he sings. But that's intentional as well. He yeah, I think that, that is. He actually sings in his own accent. I mean, yeah. he does. He does. Yeah, yeah. that's something I've nice. tried, but I can't quite seem to do it. I find that because I'm not a great singer, I find that I have to sort of put on a voice. I almost have to take on a voice in order to, you know, that will, I can manage. I don't think my own natural voice is necessarily the best one. So I kind of try and, you know, yeah. make something other. I think Paul works well, yeah. 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 Very British sounding. I think the problem with me is, well, I know we're supposed to be talking about other people mm. here, but the problem with me is therapy. <laughs> I'm just like gonna get this off my chest now. While we're here, I'm gonna just gonna say it right here, right now. Um, the problem with me is I started doing. Um, well, I started off doing original stuff, but mm. then went on to covers for many, yeah. many years. And you yeah. just tend to take on that twang of all the different singers. You do, and it sort of sticks, doesn't it? It does stick, and it's hard to yeah. find your own yeah. voice. Then, and also, if you do backing vocals, if you've only done backing vocals, you tend to do it in a certain way as well. Leading is actually a different thing as well, yeah. isn't it? Leading a band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we uh, went to Sorry Elephant Jane. There, a lot of bands have recorded in lockdown, essentially, and there's quite a lot of albums have come out, um, 2020, 2021. Um, what they decided to do when they spoke to us about this, they, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> they spoke to us about how their last album was put together, which is called Mute, and it's a lot of old songs basically collected onto an album it was actually a lot of singles now i don't know whether they have them re-recorded i don't think they were re-recorded but they may have been re uh, mastered mastered is the word i'm looking for the album's called mute uh front cover is actually uh, someone being melted by the internet it's got like a blue screen just sort of melting someone's face that's like a skeletal um it's based on a true story based on a true story of their last drummer um <laughs> So I wonder whether that's got something to do with the mute, the sort of people becoming mute, maybe. Um, that possibly might be the reason for Not the album. Not being heard. Not being heard as well, mm-hmm. yes. Because they can be a little bit political as well, like Crooked State, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, what do you want uh, to talk about? Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you caught up with Elephant Jane uh, yeah. to ask us some questions. Mm. Okay, Philosophy. guys, gather round. Yeah, yeah. I'm here with Joe. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Joe. <laughs> and the others. Uh, right. First question. Uh, so, how are you doing after lockdown? How did you survive? Pretty well, actually. Got a nice garden, so uh, I managed to get drunk in the garden the whole time. So, uh, <laughs> and the sun was shining during lockdown before. So. But you can pick it up. This is picking up. Yeah. But you can, how did the band? How did the band survive? What did well, you do? Well, we were quite lucky. Well, we kind of decided that during the lockdown stage, we were going to kind of draw a line on a lot of our old music. So we made an album of all of our stuff because we've always had little EPs here and there. And we thought we'd make Mute, which is our latest, which is our latest album. And um, we're just going to kind of use that it's as our, our only of, album. It's our only album. But like we're using that and. We just wanted to write new stuff. We just kind of we've been we've been doing it a little while. And we just kind of thought freshen up. Uh, what do you like best about the local scene in Colchester? Um, well, I, my favourite thing is the fact that I personally think the three best places to play are all on the are all within on the strip on the same strip. <laughs> yeah. It is that's for me is the best thing. Yeah. But if you get fed up of playing in one place like Coda or listening in one place, you can go to the brew house. And then you can always, and then they hit to the Three Wise Monkeys. So I always think that's one of the best things. And there's a place to get kebabs opposite. There's a meat parlour opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
This song is called uh, Talk, and this is on their new album, 2021. Talk sounds like, it sounds like a very sort of soft title, inviting title, doesn't it? But actually it's kind of the opposite, which is it's a very angry song. And the chorus says, uh, where Paul basically screams this, which is, you don't get to talk to me that way. Followed by the line, we're all the same. A guess meaning we all need to be treated the same. It's a great live track. I mean, you can tell watch, watching them play that um, when we saw them, and I heard it a few times, so it sort of uh, galvanises the audience because he's genuinely angry. I mean, the way yeah. he sings it, it comes across really yeah, strongly. Yeah, yeah. to be straight not hate or fear the status of my conversation the game is played I'm afraid I've had it up to here you hear me now who cares what you've got to say you don't get to talk to me that
great performer and he really yeah. Yeah. Uh, performs the song physically he moves yeah. around he stage moves around and he's sort of eyes you see his eyes yeah, sort his of eyes. Like, you see the whites of his eyes don't yeah. you I mean, he does a really good job of moving around he's always got eyes contact and in a way it's kind of there's this in- juxtaposition which is the song is quite angry but he still manages to get it across in some sense of like fun to it I don't know quite yeah, what it yeah, is yeah. there's a sense of fun to it anyway and I think they inject that into all their songs you never feel like he's going to jump into the audience and start <laughs> bottling people or no, anything like that no well you, you know he carries a Stanley knife but he's never used it um, <laughs> sorry Paul you don't get to talk to me sorry Paul don't talk to me okay don't get to talk to me that way um, it, it's quite a dark sounding song though I mean it has those half tones in as well at the start so it's, it's, it sort of sets the scene really nicely you don't expect the shouting to come in on the chorus it's like a completely separate section almost to the verse and there's a lovely moment where it drops right down to quiet when and you just hear the vocal and then you hear this script, this sort of shout that you're building up yeah, in the background yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they're back into the chorus I mean, it's three and a half minutes you know and it, um, it certainly does a lot in that time I asked Elephant Jane how they wrote their songs songwriting what's your approach to songwriting how does it work Joe, <laughs> Joe how does it work Joe um, well Goffy tends to come to us with like a riff um, just an idea and then we sort of have our own input on it. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of like maybe put like a structure to it. Lars will come up with sort of like a bass, uh, sort of like a some sort of. Bass. So sort of riff driven a lot of it. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Sort of guitar-y. It is. And what I'd add to that is um, Joe the Nazi will always kind of say no at my at my pace at my pace. Well, so. I think you may as well you may as well criticise while the, while the song's early. <laughs> get, and get your get your way early. You see. Get the criticism in early. Yeah. yeah Not to disappoint. All, and then you can get it to how we, how we sort of like it. And I think we're all I think we're all happy with like how all our songs sound now. So yeah. yeah. I think. Oh. I mean, what I my favourite my favourite well our story for writing songs is Lars was tuning up a tune and or he was tuning up. And uh, I just started playing like four chords, and that was one ago. And like me and Joe literally wrote that song in the space that Lars tuned up his. <laughs> well, that I, I, was a bit, I was a bit late to the party, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you brought the you brought all the whistles and all the rest of it. So, so how, how does it sort of work democracy-wise? Are you very like you all have to be happy? I mean, three of us. there is yeah. three of you. It does make a we difference. Always, we always have a vote, and it's a uh, yeah. majority wins. So I think what good. normally happens is me and Goffy disagreeing, and Lars has a deciding vote. So it's a bit like cream. There's a kind of like a clapton <laughs> in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I would disagree with that. I think me and you disagree, and Lars goes, mm, oh, "I don't really mind." Yeah, you're clapton. You're the clapton. I can't make a decision, so uh, yeah. Yeah. you have to go with whatever Joe thinks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a kind of quality control, isn't there? You have to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we've kind of our older stuff. We always used to write our lyrics like pre-hand or like beforehand, I should say. Whereas now we seem to be a little bit more kind of. We sort of look around the room, go. A bit like Kaiser Soze about our lyrics right, we yeah. sort of like it, it seems to be a little bit more off the cuff mm. and a little bit more live we've kind of I've actually enjoyed that more because yeah. it's felt like our lyrically there's been more melody yeah. fitting the song so less contrived lyrically do you think absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. See, a lot of writers find that don't they you, lyrics flow and you don't not entirely sure what you're saying yeah. but it works yeah. Mate, a meaning will come out I think you always maybe. have an opinion yeah. you know I yeah. think I think that's the most important thing to have isn't it an opinion mm. so as long as you've got that and you've and you've got something going on in your mind it will naturally come out your yeah. opinion some way it'll come out some gobbledygook but you'll make it who's the most annoying during band rehearsals me go on Joe explain <laughs> um, wow very strong admission there um, 
don't know I've just got a very I've, I've got no filter basically <laughs> if, if I don't like something I'll say it without sort of a what's the word, sugar coating it so and if I do like something I'll say it's awesome so does that work like getting the product out there uh Yes, I think it does. I think you need someone like that, that, in all fairness. I mean, we've all got our strengths, definitely. You know, like, it's funny. So I literally sent this as a message to these guys not so long ago. Like, I, like Lars is really good at kind of, like, always staying out, and he's really good at getting people involved. He's like, Mr. Social, whereas Joe's, like, definitely our most accomplished musician. And I just kind of sort of bumble along, trying to, like, look people in the eye and keep talking, keep yeah. talking, keep talking. But yeah. then Lars says, stop talking, quite often. Do you feel, Paul, that you're kind of fronting the band? Is that how it feels when you're Absolutely. playing? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, I've, I think um, I'm a very different person. Uh, I'm a very different person just talking now. Now I know that there's a microphone <laughs> in front of me. I'm sorry I'm about this. Yeah. No, but it's just, yeah. you just are. You're almost making me, my, my walls shatter down and I'm starting, the real <laughs> self is coming through and I can't handle it. I'm really sorry about that. But yeah, three pieces often have a leader, don't they? Like a, a front man, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I do like the, I, I mean, when we started doing the jackets, it was kind of, we always mm. wanted to kind of unify us. Yes. I mean, we wanted to come across like a solid, mm. like, entity, if you like. But I think you need someone to take lead at different times. We're, we're like, a, what is it, geese that fly in a V. Mm. At different times, one of us will take the lead. Right. That's an interesting analogy. I would say, I would say Goffy is the front man because he waffles on about things like that. So. Uh, this is why you are. You're the I'm lead goose. The lead, lead goose. goose. Yeah, I'm the lead goose. I, you could argue that I'm called Maverick of these goose <laughs> geese. Leading them astray or? <laughs> Leading them to the cold, man. Just flying in a circle, we're just following him. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. We'll, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Talking about geese, great, you were really talking about um, including a section about geese that aren't in the podcast. <laughs> Yes, um, it was a regular section. It was the <laughs> regular section. It was about the idea of vaccinating geese, but it was so hard to catch them. They just sort of gave up. It, it felt like um, I don't know how to put it. Really, chasing after those geese in the wild just felt a bit like um, just a sort of pointless activity. Yeah. Wicked ravens. Oh yes. So we play. We had a group uh, brew house, and we needed a band to support us. What actually happened was when we played at Coda fairly recently, um, I asked Tristan, "We need a support band, but preferably one that we've never played with." And his first, the, his immediate reaction was Wicked Ravens, um, which was fantastic, and uh, never heard of them. I mean, I knew about Hobo Chang, and I knew that they, uh, they, you know, they. Fiona Harmon was in two bands, at least two bands, but I'd never heard them. Went online and I was uh, mesmerised actually by what they were doing. Very unusual. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, Peter, um, said, "Have you heard the heard the album? You're quite excited about it." And mm. I listened to it as well. And as you know, Peter, I don't listen to a lot of music, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually quite liked so, it. Well, actually, I really liked it. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah there's something really. Um, I hate to say retro, it sounds like... It is, though. But it is. It's, it's revivalist, almost, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there's some great, just real great stuff in it. Yeah. So, um, there was one particular track that we picked out, uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Uh, should we have a listen to it now? Yeah.
It's from the uh, 2018 album In Search of a New Land. Yeah, well, the whole album's great. What, what, what is it you like about this song? Why did you pick this particular one out? I just think this is a great example of good writing. The song, Trip Song at the Start, sort of flows... I'm not sure what rhythm it's in, but it seems to... I don't think it cuts into a different rhythm, but they just cut it beautifully into a sort of violin riff. And it works so well. Um, what well, I found it really fantastic works well. about it was like the verse, when it starts off, is quite, uh, it's quite short, actually. I wasn't expecting yeah, it to come yeah. into that chorus quite mm. so quickly. Yeah. And then the chorus comes in, it's kind of... Kind of quite chunky, isn't it? Yeah, very chunky. But then it's got the... It breaks into a bit where it flows again, then yeah. it backs into yeah. the, the chunky bit. And um, and for a song called Labyrinth, there was something. I mean, I'm just, I, I can't think that they sat round and said, "Let's make a song that like it really comes with this." But yeah. or maybe it was the words that just made it come out like that. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of it was like 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 it really made me think of a labyrinth with the chunky bit being like you know, sort of turning the corners yeah. kind of thing, and then sort of as as it sort of releases, it's like. What? Or, yeah. oh, I found another way kind of thing it releases and then when it goes into the instrumental bit it's like yeah. well, it goes off in all these different ways it's, there's so was... many I mean there's so many great little moments about it and it's, it's just good writing I think there's a moment where they go back into the, the chorus which has this violin riff on but the second time round they do it they leave this little gap for the guitar and it does this little da-na Dun, 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 dun. and that only happens on the second time the drums play along with the guitar it's just really clever I mean they've really thought it through and this is one of what 12, 13 tracks on the album so you know I, it's just great writing I thought and they're spellbinding in that they are a brilliant um, band no <laughs> sort of carrier of her voice what's the word I'm thinking of uh, sort of medium for Fiona Harmon's voice. And there's this lovely kind of um, lilting phrase. It just kind of trails off her voice, very bluesy, but you kind of lose it a little bit, like she's losing herself in this labyrinth. It's great. When they played with us at the brew house, I, I suddenly realised that it was so reminiscent of that late 60s folk rock boom, basically. Or, you know, folk rock scene i mean for the uninitiated who yeah. don't know maybe fairport convention don't know the stuff like steel i span or any of those kinds of bands basically the difference is really is that they're a rock band but but the the guitar is sort of split between an acoustic guitar which takes the rhythm and then an electric guitar and the the violin that drops in puts in the melody lines it just suddenly changes the context entirely i think it's a bit a little bit psychedelic but i think um when i spoke to fiona about it she actually explained it being more like west coast american music that's the kind of thing she was aiming for so like jefferson airplane that kind of thing but i have to say i think it's more british it feels more british and what fascinates me is whether or not she thinks this is like revivalist music you know, are they trying to dig up music from the past? Because that's what it really feels like. It's like a band from the past have arrived. Or whether this is just their sound. It's an interesting thing. I'm not sure, quite sure. Because it's yeah, a sound that has happened mean, before. Is it intentional or mm. is that just they write the stuff and that's, that's the way it comes that's out? That's just the way it comes out. Because that's I, I, what do we wonder. tend to do. I mean, we're not trying to be like anything. True. But we are stuck more but, within the confines of a three-piece band. I think yeah, that the exactly. violin and the acoustic lead does make a difference. But it's a great album. Some of the guitar, on yeah, the album. it's fantastic. It's, yeah. The thing is, is that it's you know, again, for people who don't play instruments, it, what you forget is that a lot of live music is drenched in effects. So you have you know chorus, and you've got your reverb and uh, distortion. But this is a band that play very pure music, actually. And you, the the difference between the recording and live is barely anything. 
I mean, if you, you know, if you get a good sound, a sound live with them, you're pretty much listening to the album. Whether they have another album coming out soon, I mean, that's three years, three and a half years ago now, so I don't I know if they have so. new material. I, mean, I would love to hear what the, they're going to the do next. The thing I found fascinating is that they're a local band, like you said, we hadn't really heard of, mm. heard of them. No, I was amazed and, I'd never heard and, of them. You know, people should be raving about this album. Yeah. It's a great album. Really good, and I, you know, I want to see them again. They are playing, you know, uh, they are playing gigs um, fairly regularly, and I'd really like to see them again. I just think that they're a really interesting option live. If you want to see something different, this is a band that actually are doing something different. Okay, we're coming towards the end of our time with you on this lovely podcast. Boo hoo! Boo hoo! Wipe your crying eye, Peter. Um, yes, my um, that's actually condensation. I I'm quite a cold, clammy person. <laughs> I'm the only person who condenses water on his skin it's true Uh, he's actually a medical fact he's pretty much like Prince Andrew in that fact actually opposite of Prince Andrew you've actually got a medical condition where you steam up I attract water I attract water I don't give it out. I attract Actually, it. Actually, are we going to be sued by the royal family for saying things about Prince Andrew? No, you can say anything about the royal family. They they seem to not be able to do anything about anything that anyone says. Well, you wrote a song about Prince Andrew, didn't you? I've given up. Oh, really? Yeah, I've given up. Thrown it in the bin, threw my guitar away, and buried the house. <laughs> so we went. We will. We will. You will never hear a song about Prince Andrew from Peter. But no. uh, well, no. unless you know. Well, you never know. I mean, it depends what happens, really. I mean, yeah. I, I am watching all the news updates, but it looks like he's going to get away with it, yeah. which makes me f- furious. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap the, it up. Yes, right. So, I'm we're wrap. wrapping this up. Right. Right. Is he coughing? Is he laughing? No one knows. He's he's, he's coughing. He's coughing. So what have we learned today? What have we learned today? Right. So now that's uh, so. What have we learned today? We have learned about three wonderful bands. We have Elephant Jane and Crooked State and Wicked Ravens. All local Colchester music. Oh fuck! All local Colchester bands writing their own material. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the great things about the Colchester scene. We've got so much good music. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's a pleasure to, to, to talk about mm. the scene and talk about some of the great bands who are playing. Um, all three bands were, you can catch up with on Spotify. Yes, that's right. And, uh, well, that's, that, that's, that's about it. That's the, that wraps it up for this session of the Litter of Kings and Friends podcast. Our next show will be uh, coming out soon. We'll be reviewing... The first Litter of Kings and Friends event we had a little while ago at the Brewhouse. Yep. That's it. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. We'll see you again soon. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. 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 And bye. Bye-bye. Litter of Kings and Friends Talking bullshit again